0: Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend/slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face to face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder to shoulder against Satan, so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. Did you know, Tor, that men were made to pursue and women were made to respond?
1: That's what I heard.
0: You heard that, huh? <laughs> I've read a lot. Men were made to pursue, women were made to respond, but you know, women also pursue and men also respond. So it's not just it's not just a one way street. But that's what we're going to talk about today. I love pursuit it. pursuit and response. But you know what? Before we get into that, we have to do what you're very well known for. <laughs> Are you ready?
1: All right, drum roll.
0: You, you got it. Okay, drum roll.
1: <laughs> all right here's our joke of the day you guys can well i guess we could do a few okay okay my partner and i bought a waterbed recently since then we've drifted apart (laughs) so (laughs) stupid (laughs) oh my god okay i told my wife she drew her eyebrows too high she seemed surprised (laughs) what
0: she drew her eyebrows what does that mean
1: you know, like you have pencil in your eyebrows and they were too high. She uh, seems surprised. Uh, get got, it? It,
0: got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so, I didn't know you. Drew. So when you're doing that thing with your eyebrows, you're actually like coloring your eyebrows.
1: Yes. What? Yeah. Making them a little darker.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I did not know that. <laughs> 20 years of marriage. I had no clue.
1: Last one. Husband. Do you want dinner? Wife. Sure. What are my choices? Husband. Yes or no. I don't like that one. That one stunk.
0: Yeah. But you know what? You gave it a shot. The key to humor
1: is the delivery. <laughs> is the delivery.
0: Potato. <laughs> okay. Good job, Tor. Proud of you. Your jokes are awesome. <laughs> you know what you've done with those jokes? You've curated them.
1: What's that mean? That
0: means that you've gone out and got other people's jokes and now you're sharing them with us. So I'm going to challenge you. One of these podcasts at some point, I want you to come up with your own original joke. You could totally do this. I promise you. What? Right? Right? No, no, no,
1: I don't think so. I think we're going to have to use the internet for this.
0: Yes. Okay. they're funny. Hey, can we talk distance or pursuer, like pursuit response, the whole shebang? Let's do it. Okay. Um. So I, I want to start by talking a little bit about dopamine. Mm. You know, dopamine, it's that hormone in your body. It's that feel good hormone. Right. Um. I've been listening to this podcast, Tori and I have about dopamine and the importance it is That it has for your body. And it's a hormone, its purpose is to help you with movement and motivation. Mm. That's what dopamine does. It helps your movement and motivation. So you get a dopamine release when you exercise strenuously, you know, and then you get done and your heart rate regulates, and then you're just sitting there and all of a sudden your body feels so good. Yeah. That's dopamine.
1: I like dopamine.
0: I like dopamine. (laughs) Or when, um, you just get done eating mm. and you go put that little piece of dark chocolate in your mouth. Dopamine. Do you know when dopamine is released, though? Because I'm a dark chocolate. Yes. In case you didn't know that. It's just so, true. I love some. 85%
1: dark or higher.
0: Green and blacks. Bitter. Bitter. <laughs> it's bitter, but good. Do you know that dopamine is released? So if I get done eating like Sogo Japanese Steakhouse or whatever, and, and because there's salt in my mouth, I'm instantly craving something sweet. And that something sweet needs to be dark chocolate. So at least it is for me. Do you know dopamine is released at just the thought of me knowing that I'm going to get dark chocolate? Really, we think that dopamine is only released when you taste it, but it's not true. It is released when you taste it, but it's the pursuit of it. Wow! So, as I was doing research on dopamine, we already know that it's the feel-good chemical. It's also the reward chemical. Mm. It it gives you that feeling of satisfaction, like I did something, and it's good. It's tied to accomplishment. So you can produce dopamine in your body through nutrition by eating good, exercise, good music, meditation, like what we talk about, spending time in prayer. But the best way to produce it, to produce dopamine in your body, is through pursuit. Wow. When you have a goal in mind, like you're pursuing your spouse, you're pursuing a degree, you're pursuing whatever, just having that goal in mind releases dopamine inside of you because you're pursuing a goal. It's also why making your bed in the morning is so important, because it gives you just a tiny little hit of dopamine, and you get into accomplisher mode right? to where you're accomplishing things. So let me talk a little bit more about dopamine, and then I'm going to let you jump in with whatever This is so dope. (laughs) That was the joke, huh? That was my own. That was great. You did not curate that. (laughs) Listen to some, these are a, a little bit of technical stuff that I learned from this research on dopamine from a guy named Andrew Hubbard, professor at Stanford. He said, dopamine is a molecule in your brain and body that makes you look outside yourself, pursue things outside yourself and crave things outside yourself. It's a universal currency inside all mammals that help us accomplish goals. And it's the way that you track success and whether or not you feel fulfilled. Low dopamine means you're not very motivated, and high dopamine means you're very motivated. It's released in two different brain pathways, and one of those pathways is tied to your pursuit of a goal. When you pursue a finish line, a potential partner, degree, or anything else, it releases dopamine in your body. This is why addictive drugs are so dangerous, and it's not just addictive drugs, it's a it's any type of addiction, addiction to video games or whatever, because it blocks that pathway and it keeps you from wanting to accomplish anything. Mm. This is why the number of young men, like 18 years old, are not going to college anymore because so many of them play video games. Right. It's giving them that immediate dopamine release to a point where they have so much flooding because of the dopamine release in the video games that they don't want to go out and accomplish. Yeah, there's they don't, nothing left. They don't want to pursue a degree. They, they
1: burned they, it up. Yeah. Yeah on the wrong thing. But
0: listen, they don't want to pursue a job and they don't want to pursue a wife. Mm. It's crazy wow. what's happening right now. And this is why I talk to husbands, men were made to pursue. And so you and I know what this feels like mm-hmm. when shoot when we were dating, I was pursuing you all the time. It's like I want to make sure that I win her heart. I right. want to marry her. Then you said yes to me to getting married. Then we got married and I had pursued you. I mean, we dated for, you know, two or three years and uh, let's see, we knew each other for four years before we got married, right?
1: Mm, yeah.
0: We dated for two years and I pursued you so hard, but then we got married and now all of a sudden I realized, you know what? I think I'm going to pursue a career. Right. And it was like I called off the pursuit of you because I had already won you. Mm-hmm. Right. I already got, like, I okay, accomplished marriage. Right. Now I'm going to pursue a career. And what I didn't realize was I stopped pursuing you. Right. And that's not a good place to be. Mm, right? Not
1: for me either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is why... You know I mean the Bible talks so much about this kind of stuff like it, it, it says without a vision people perish right and what we know is that God didn't tell us the brain science then but what he's telling you is if you don't have a vision for something like if you don't see your marriage for what it could be and what it should be it's going to die right. like you will die and the reason why I pursued you so hard is because I had a vision of you and me right of what I wanted us to be but then we got married and all of a sudden I called off the dogs and started right. pursuing my career. Right, and then God set me straight.
1: Well, your vision for your career became bigger than your vision for us. Yeah, and so you really have to prioritize. Yeah, your visions, right? Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because exactly. it wasn't that you stopped pursuing; you just stopped pursuing me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's for the same way with the young boys with the video games. Yeah. They're using it; they're just not using it on the right thing. You have to decide what is your vision for your marriage.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I would say for you and me at that point is probably five years into marriage, where on a scale of one to 10, we were probably at a, I don't know, six and a half, seven. Yeah. So we loved each other. We I mean, at that point,
1: or. I think we thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, it, we thought it was really good. And so we had bought into that lie that says that when you get married, the feelings are supposed to go away. Right. That's a lie, by the way. You all need to know that. It's a 100% lie. Because remember, God is not just your father. He's your father-in-law. And he wants you to have good feelings for his son or daughter. And he's going to come in with his supernature and give you those feelings and keep them going if you let him. But you cannot buy that lie that those feelings are supposed to go away. So for me, it did happen, you know, mm. in the first five years. Yeah. And I think for you too, you know, that both of us were just like, Hey, we got kids, we're doing good, you know, I'm a good dad, you're a good mom, we love each other. Things were things were a solid six and a half or seven. But that flame, that that romantic flame just wasn't burning. Nothing like what it was when we were engaged.
1: Right. I definitely, I remember many nights crying and being really like sad that your pursuit had stopped. And it was, I don't know, maybe a year of just really wrestling with it in my heart like, what is happening? Why is he not pursuing anymore? (laughs) Like, what? He's not exactly the same person I married. And I was just super sad. And then it was like, okay, I got to kind of pull up my big girl pants and yep. figure this thing out. And then I kind of did exactly what you're saying. Like, I, I just kind of was like, okay, settle. this is settled. Like, this is this is good enough.
0: Yes. So you and I had just settled into that that lifestyle and had bought that lie, mm-hmm. you know, that your feelings are supposed to go away. But I was obviously already waking up in the morning spending time with the Lord, but I felt like the Lord wanted me to pray for you and me and our relationship. And right. so as I started to pray for our relationship, I started to think about the fact that, wait, I remember what I used to feel for her when we were dating, and I don't feel like that anymore. I mean, I still love her. She's my best friend, and all the, I will never leave her. Like, I don't want anybody else. It wasn't any of that stuff. It's just we weren't like, there wasn't that romantic zeal that mm-hmm. I once had. And I, I thought, you know what, I want to pray about that. So I started praying, and the Lord basically told me to get up and pray over you. Yeah, and, and I, I just stop you that.
1: right there yeah. because I think this is very key. You were pursuing God still. You weren't pursuing mm-hmm. me, but you were pursuing a relationship with the Lord and you would get up early and spend time with him. And I 100% attribute what happened in our marriage at that season because you were asking God. Because you, your, your prayer has always been, because I've, I've been up early with you, God, is there anything... That you need to talk to me about. Is there yeah. anything that I need to repent of? Is there anything that I need to change? It's a
0: dangerous prayer. Yeah, it's he'll a dang- show you.
1: Right, but it started there, and that's you know the whole trust the triangle. You were growing close to the Lord, and 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 that's when He stepped in and was like, "Okay." And He spoke. To, he answered your question. Yeah. He, you know, he he was. I did. He was yeah. a part of this.
0: It is true. I, like. If you pray that, like you're, you're getting up and spending time with the Lord and like, God, show me if there's any area of my life that displeases you or whatever. And one of those mornings I felt like the Lord was like, Hey, how about your relationship with Tori? Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start talking about this. Right. And then I felt like he wanted me to start praying about it. So I would get up every morning at about five 30 and I would get on my knees next to the bed and I would pray. I would actually put my hands on Tori. I made sure that I didn't, you know, like make her feel like I was trying to make an early morning move, you know? I didn't want you to feel Thank that way. You.
1: That was That was considerate. So
0: I, it was like above the shoulders kind of, <laughs> you know, light tap. Um, but I would, uh, I, I started praying and I just pr- basically prayed like, Lord, I remember what I used to feel for Tori, but I don't quite feel that anymore. Like, can you just, I don't know. Like, I want to get it back. Like, why can't I have it back? Mm-hmm. Like, who's to say that I can't? And then I prayed that she would respond to it and that she would have it for me, you know? And so- That went by for two weeks, and then God gave me a dream, a crazy dream. It was a wacky dream. Like, I dreamed that that we were at this party and that Tori was flirting around with this guy and that this guy was basically pursuing her, and she was responding to it. Oh, it drove me crazy. I literally sprinted through the kitchen at this guy in my dream, and I was dead out like I was about to just give the dude a Havlicek in the jaw, (laughs) like straight up, bam, elbow to the jaw and then i woke up and man i I was sweating i was ready to fight it was like straight up go time i looked over at tori she was sitting there dreaming she had no clue she was in love with another man and (laughs) i was so mad at you
1: oh i remember
0: i was so mad at you
1: i had to remind you this is this was a dream it was a dream babe
0: Before I woke her up, though, I actually jumped out of bed, and I went, and I you know, washed my face off and drank some water and got myself together, but then I was like, okay, so this was a dream. Was it a dream? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe she really does like somebody. Maybe somebody flirted with her, and God is showing me something. I don't know. Well, you woke up. We talked about it, but then as I got up the next few mornings, and I began to pray, the Lord just began to speak to me, mm-hmm. and he was like, you stop pursuing her. Yeah. Like This guy at that party was pursuing her, and she responded to it. And I want you to pursue her like that. And then he brought me to Revelation 2, Mm -hmm. and where he gave me this three-step process. We talk about it in our book, where there was that church that had forsaken their first love. They had lost it, and God gives them a very clear three-step process. Remember, repent, redo. It's like, remember what you felt there at the beginning. You know, so so God is rebuking this church. Remember how much you used to love me. You're like, remember that. Like, literally, think about it. Right. So I started remember what I felt for you. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically thinking about driving my truck in Lakeland, Florida, on the way home from instructional baseball league. Mm-hmm. I was with the Orioles. I was in the instructional leagues, Lakeland, Florida, playing at playing at a stadium called Joker Merchant Stadium. And I was driving, and I stopped in at the store, and I bought myself a CD. Of Michael Peterson's From Here to Eternity. Mm. See, see, you remember those days? This is before I even had a cell phone. If you wanted a song, you had to go buy the CD. We didn't have. You had
1: so many CDs.
0: I did. Amazon didn't exist, right? So I had to stop in like Circuit City, or I don't even know. I don't even remember what the music stores were. But you
1: get them at Walmart.
0: Yeah, you could get them there. But so I bought Michael Peterson's From Here to Eternity, and you and I were dating. I knew I was going to propose to you. And I was listening to that song, and man, I just felt a burning in my heart. And I'd listened to it like 10 straight times. And I remembered that. Yeah. And I remembered, and I thought, I want to feel like that for her again. And God's like, well, all you have to do is pursue her. Mm. And so that's remembering. And then repent. Repent for not doing those things anymore. And then redo those things you did at first. Like, that was it. Remember, repent, redo. And bam, I did that. I implemented that. And over the next six months, I became a brand new person. You did. I did. Yeah. But then what about the response piece cuz that's kind of hard. <laughs>
1: it is. I oh my goodness, I remember Jason sharing it. You you shared this these steps with me. You're like yeah. the Lord just brought me through these steps and what chapter? Revelation 2. Yeah, Revelation 2 and you apologized to me. You said I've been pursuing my, you know, my yeah. business, but I haven't been pursuing you. And you apologize and you're like I'm going to change. I'm I'm different. Like God is really doing something in my heart. Yeah. And it was very evident, like right away, you began to pursue me again. And we, I think we had we had three kids at the time. Yep, we had three kids, and so you know,
0: very young kids, very young, four, two, and newborn.
1: Yeah, little ones. And so it was, you know, a pretty highly stressful season of life. And I, I remember you telling me that, and then like a few days later, you sent me a text, Uh and it was like this really sweet, romantic text and I didn't really know exactly where you were going
0: (laughs) (laughs) you probably assumed I was going one direction
1: yes and I was frustrated when I read it and I was like why am I frustrated and I just kind of like I was just like what the heck am I supposed to be like his girlfriend now And I've got all these kids I'm trying to
0: you poor girl
1: (laughs) I'm trying to like just survive basically And now, like it felt like another responsibility. It felt another thing on my to do list, and so I just brought it to the Lord, and I was like, "What is going on?" Like, and He reminded me of how I had asked Him Mm. to turn your heart back to me, and that this was like totally an answer to prayer. And when I recognized that, I was like, "Okay, I I see what you're doing, but God, now you got to change my heart because He's pursuing me, and I." don't know how to respond anymore. Like (laughs) I don't even know if I have the energy to respond. Mm. And then I remembered, you know, the revelation too, that you had shared with me and it was remember, repent, redo. And I was like, well, what does that look like for me? And I began to remember what was it that drew me to you? What was it when we were dating, you know, when we first got married that Allowed me to respond in a way that you liked, and as I began to think about it, it was just clear: it was thankfulness, mm. it was gratitude, yeah. because you would do really sweet little texts, or at that point, I don't think we even had cell phones, yeah, but you no. would leave notes for me, or you know, you would ask me out on a date, and then you would take me out to grab like to go shopping, and you were super generous even back then with me, like you were always treating me so well. And I responded in, in that season with, oh my gosh, he's amazing. Yeah. He's He loves me. He cherishes me. This is awesome. I'm so thankful. Like I just, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to be thankful. I just was thankful. That's good. Like I didn't even, it was very unconscious feeling. Mm-hmm. It was just gratitude. And now here I was and it, that wasn't coming natural, right? Like because life had changed and the vision of us was replaced by the reality of us. Right. And the reality was, oh, snap, like, I don't I don't know that I had to have the bandwidth yeah. to respond. And the Lord said, well, redo, redo, remember, repent, redo, redo the things that you did. And so I started playing country music. Yeah. Like, anytime, anytime I got in the car, I put on the same kind of music I listened to when we were dating. And that kind of put me in the mindset yeah. of responding to you. And then I began to think, oh, my gosh he's such a good dad, you know, I I just yeah. kind of made myself be led by gratitude. And sure enough, it led me just like it did when we were dating. I began to think about you more and I began to respond to you the way that maybe not exactly the way because life had changed, but there's some of that spark was coming back and we just, we kind of started from scratch again. Yeah.
0: And here's the good news. That was the start for me and Tori. That was five years into marriage. And We're 20, we'll be married 21 years this year and the spark is a hundred percent back. It's just as powerful in me. I don't know about for you. I don't want to speak for you. (laughs) It's just as powerful in me as it was when we were dating. You can get it back.
1: Absolutely. Sorry. I, I think I missed that. Yeah. The spark is there. It's there. Honey, I promise.
0: Thank you. Because I was feeling a little insecure. We should talk insecure. My
1: response was a little delayed, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry.
0: That's okay, though. God rewarded us. Yeah. And now we've got it back. And yeah. going through that process, and it's it's the whole pursuit thing. And then as Tori began to respond in gratitude to me, you know, we began to realize the whole love and respect thing mm-hmm. you know the the scripture in ephesians 5 men love your wives women respect your husbands the way women spell love is priority mm-hmm. and the way men re- spell respect is admiration and that admiration is thank him for what he does and praise him for who he is mm-hmm. right yeah and in doing that you you actually do the same thing that god tells us to do to him in psalm 100 he yeah. says enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. And what that means is, if you want God's presence, it starts with thanks and praise. Right. And if a woman does that with her husband, yeah, thank him for what he does, praise him for who he is. He will bless you with his presence.
1: And that's what the Lord had convicted me about. You began to pursue me, but I didn't. I didn't respond. Like I didn't thank you for. Yeah. For you know, starting to do those things again, I was just kind of like, oh, dang, like. <laughs> What's happening? But I
0: had to be smart too, not to over pursue you and make you think like you know you had to right do some type of performance for me when but I came it, home.
1: But you know, us wives, we need to recognize like if they're pursuing you and you don't respond, yeah, it's not going to last that long. No,
0: you've got, you,
1: got to like. If it happens, and if if your if your husband is starting to pursue you again, you've got to respond, or he's yeah. not going to have the motivation to come, to keep on. Yeah. If we're not wired for rejection and for yeah. right. Like we we need a response. It's our, it's the human condition. Yeah. And if you need help with response, start with gratitude. That's it. Spend some time thinking about. All the things that you love about them, because that's what you did when you were dating. When you were dating, you you weren't thinking about what you were thinking about. You were just thinking really positive thoughts, and you were thankful for the for who he was, and you were thankful for the things that he did.
0: And it goes both ways for me. My my pursuit started in my mind, yeah, by being so thankful for you like look at how she's taking care of these three kids like four two and one while I, or a newborn while i'm at the office like and look yeah. she, she's actually like making lunch and doing all sorts i i walked out of the house today with two really awesome italian sandwiches that she made for me like thank you like yeah that caused me to pursue
1: you and the things that you once were thankful for change right like for yeah. you it's like i'm thankful for the way that she mothers my kids and yeah. for me it's you know wow like he's an amazing dad it's it he he doesn't, you know, he might not, we might not go on as many dates as we did when we were dating. And we didn't have this undivided attention with one another like we did when we were dating because life has changed. But certainly there are things that you can see that you're still thankful for. Yeah. And I know for, for me, it was like you as a dad, like I really, that was something because gosh, you can't, Sorry. it's like what we were talking about in the last podcast, the way that people love your kids speaks really powerfully to you, you know? And so you have to allow your spouse some room for that. Like, wow, you're an amazing dad. I love that so much about you. I appreciate that so much. You know,
0: it's amazing what gratitude can do. We'll do a, we'll do an episode on gratitude specifically. And talk about how it releases oxytocin. I don't want to get into that, Mm -hmm. but when, when you talk about releasing oxytocin, that hormone in your body, buddy, Mm. so pursuit, it releases dopamine which is really important, those hormones. So there's there's a spiritual-physical connection, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. But this is pursuit, and God set me straight. He can set you straight, and he's in that business. Listen, fighting together draws you together. When you wake up and you open your eyes to see that we're in a spiritual battle and that God has given you a battle buddy, he's given you an ally, not an enemy, in marriage, and when you open your eyes to that, you'll discover the beauty in battle.